How's it going guys? This podcast is brought to you by Rise Workout. Rise helps busy people manage their health, stress, fitness and lifestyle through strength training. We understand that life responsibilities can be time consuming and still very important like building your business or progressing your career or being present in your relationships and with your family and sometimes our health can take the back seat and be neglected. That's why Rise gives you the programs to ultimately self-manage your own health and and fast track your results because we know that the quality of your health will be a direct reflection of the quality of your performance and those other life responsibilities. Rise offers one-on-one personal training as well as group workshops to small to medium teams. Check us out at www.rise-workout.com. Now back to the podcast. That's vibe. Wanna vibe. That's vibe. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to the High Frequency Club podcast. My name is Marlon Salerio. And I'm Sinead Beerman, and we're chatting all things personal development, growth, and mindset. So we've got our guest today, who is Juliet Isveld, which is a colleague of ours, uh, works as a personal trainer at Les Mills. She's also a bikini competitor, and she shares her awesome story on her entire fitness journey and how she approaches her clients. Yeah, and um, all about how she got into bodybuilding and I guess what I was most intrigued is to how she, I guess, separates her worth from her aesthetics when that when you're you're competing in a field that that's what you're, I guess, judged on. So, um, yeah, I was quite, I guess, surprised to hear her perspective on all of that, and yeah, how she sort of maintains her work-life balance, being a busy PT, competing and training a lot, um, how she keeps her cup full. Yeah. Yeah, and her sources of energy because you know a lot of us are ex- le- le- lead very busy lives. Um, so she shares her practical steps on how yeah she keeps a cup full, um, the value of journaling, which I absolutely loved, mm. and we know that you guys are going to get so much value out of this. Yeah, it's a good one. So definitely tune in YouTube, Spotify, Apple, the usual at the High Frequency Club. Enjoy the show. Booyah! Awesome. Super exciting today because we've got our mom, our mate, Juliet Isveld, and I've known Juliet for ages. So um, we, we met at what PT school, yeah, which is like five, six years ago now. Six years. Six years. Fuck time flies. Wow. Um, for people that don't know you, want you to introduce yourself, where you're from, who you are, what you do. Uh, yeah. Cool. So uh, I'm Juliet Isveld. I am a personal trainer at Les Mills Britomart. Uh, and I also compete in bikini uh, bodybuilding comps. Awesome, 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 awesome. Cool. So what kind of got you into the fitness realm or like kicked out of your fitness journey? Yeah, so I've been PTing for five years now and before that it kind of started in high school uh, or like intermediate high school as a, like I was a runner, um, I was a gymnast and I played like women's football. Okay. So that's how I kind of got into like sport and fitness. Yeah. And then later on in high school, uh, I got into Les Mills classes at the like community gym that I went to. We did body pump, uh, grit, and RPM. Cool. Um, and so that's when I started to like get interested in the gym and that kind of thing. And um, the lady, my favorite instructor at, um, at the gym who taught like, uh, C- uh, no, grit and um, RPM was really muscular and she was really ripped and she was real fit and I was like man I want to look like that she is cool yeah and she was kind of the one that started talking to me about bodybuilding and competing and that's where I kind of started to get like interested in it Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I'd see lots of girls on Instagram who are really tanned and wearing like sparkly bikinis and really muscly and I like started to like dream about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started falling in love with weights um, and I started like skipping class to go to the gym and like <laughs> just got way more into it from there. Yeah. yeah. So roughly like were you still at school then or that, that's yeah, what you Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. like, yeah, in year 13 I remember like bunking like study period to go to the gym <laughs> and like missing like prefect meetings because I was at the gym so yeah, yeah. I remember what, what, what age did you start PT school uh so I started when I was 19 yeah right I remember because we were at PT school and then it was like this blind dating almost you know we all sat in two two lines and then I was talking about bodybuilding because at the time I was into bodybuilding as well yeah. and then when you came in front of me you were like are you do you compete I was like yeah and then that's how we bonded as well. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and I'd like seen you on Instagram and I was like like starstruck by you it's <laughs> <laughs> so crack up it's so crack up oh um and so then when did when was you like your first competition or when did you first get into so my competing? first comp wasn't uh, oh gosh, I can't even remember what year it was, but it wasn't until I'd started at Les Mills. I yeah, think right. I'd been working there for maybe six months, maybe a year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and one of my biggest like questions in regards to the whole bodybuilding thing is like, how do you, I guess, separate your worth from your physical appearance and your aesthetics when like you're competing in an industry where that's what you're being judged on at the end of the day like that's yeah and I completely understand that and like the deeper that you get into prep uh, the more value you place on how you're looking mm. and nothing mm. else mm. yeah um, so it's really important to have the right support around you like the right friends and the right coach uh, and also to have periods of time off prepping so like growth yeah. seasons or maintenance seasons where you can focus on other goals, where you can focus on work, relationships, um, social, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's kind of about having that the balance, the right balance between the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like to focus on kind of performance goals and health goals in mm. those times, um, rather than aesthetic ones. And yeah, that, yeah. That kind of helps me, Pri yeah. like prioritizing other things. Yeah, and then really focusing on performance and health because yeah. you can't feel bad about yourself when yeah. you feel good. So like when you're competing, like when it's your on season, that's when you would be more focused on your aesthetics, knowing that that's what, but then like you said, off season and stuff, that's when you've just got other general health yeah. goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you're in prep, really all you're thinking about is prep and how you're looking and how you're going to get to that point. Yeah. And then afterwards, you need to have that time to prioritize other things and yeah. spend more time with your friends. And mm -hmm. I'm studying at the moment, so focusing yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. That must yeah. provide such a good balance because I remember, because like I said before, how we met was through bodybuilding. Yeah. And I didn't, I only ever got into the gym to look good because I started yeah. fat. And, and everybody does. I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. So I started at like, I think I started at the gym at 16 and then I started thinking about bodybuilding at like 19, you know, and then for me, all gym represented was aesthetics. Yeah. Um, from a fat kid getting to someone who started to get all the compliments about how big your arms are looking, you're looking much leaner. And then just because I was, I didn't have any self-awareness at that point, I ended up getting drunk off that. And, you know, especially when I started to get into the sport of bodybuilding, it just raised me up even more on that. And then it, was, it wasn't only till after I did my first show, I remember like being backstage and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking pumped, I've been doing this for ages. Cause like I failed so many times with numerous coaches. 
I failed at three shows before I actually got up for my first ever one. And I remember going back and I was like, yeah, hoo, hoo, I'm, I'm pumping up. And I was like, where's the people that's gonna jump up with me? Because the boys around me are huge. And two years prior to that, the, the lead up was that everyone was telling me how big I was. But now that I look back, I was around people who weren't bodybuilders, right? So I had normal people telling me that I was real big. So I was mm. like, I'm coming in here, I'm gonna win this shit. I'm big. <laughs> everyone tells me I'm big. And then I got there and I'm, yeah, pumping up. And I was like, oh my God, these boys are huge. And I'm here to compete, you know? I've got a competitive edge too, I'm here to compete. And I pretty much, I got second to last. To be honest, I thought I should have got last. Um, and my competitive side came out and I was like, okay, what is the next step for me to be able to compete in this? And, you know, after some advice from people who were in the industry, it was steroids, you know, and that, that didn't sit with me because I didn't get into it to do that, you know? So I, I had to really ask myself some really deep questions and I was like, why am I doing this? Can I achieve what I want without having to compete? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so then, and it was only until after that, then I started thinking, okay, maybe it's like you thinking about more performance goals and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it's great that you have that balance because I didn't have that balance. Yeah. You know, I ended up just just quitting, full stop. You know, right. yeah. And I think uh, everyone gets into bodybuilding to look good. Like mm. anybody that tells you they started wanting anything different is probably lying mm. because from the outside when you look at it it, it looks good right that's mm. what it's about it's mm. about people looking good but i think the more that you the deeper you get into it the more you understand that it's about the mental challenge and it's mm. about pushing yourself further than you thought that you could and it's about challenging that voice inside your head that tells you you can't do things and it's you get empowerment from that mm. and so i think to start with yes it is about aesthetics but the deeper that you get into it, the more that you can understand about yourself mm. yeah. and the more depth there is to it. I love that, because you're mm. talking now about this process. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's a process of measuring your own resilience and, yeah. Yeah, and your commitment to something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess as well, like comp comparing yourself to previous competitions where you're your um yeah i guess comparing your own growth to what, what you were like previously like being like yes this time i have got bigger shoulders and i've yeah. got more tone in my legs versus i think yeah it would be natural to just want to be comparing to all the other competitors in your group yeah and think like oh gosh like yeah exactly her shoulders are bigger or her glutes are bigger blah, blah, blah. but like if like you said if you're sort of comparing that just to what you were like last season and you're like boom i've you know achieved. improved and yeah, i've achieved no. xyz that i set out to yeah, get exactly. whether you got you get second or fifth or whatever, you're like, I still did better than I did last year type and thing. And that ultimately is the goal, is to each time be better than you were last time. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's a really healthy way to look at it, as opposed to being better than everyone else, being yeah. better than yourself each time. Yeah, yeah. And th I think that that helps too, um, with keeping that kind of level head. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah. I, I also see when you're posting stuff, because you're actually quite mates with the people that you compete with. So yeah, I guess that yeah, so that comp that uh, community I guess dials down that competitive yeah. uh, nature in a way of comparison against each other. Yeah. yeah, because the thing is, we all we all work hard, and we all know that we all work hard. Yeah. So it's better to be inspired by the people around you and support the people around you mm. than it yeah. is to think of them as your competition. Mm. And you know, on the day there is that aspect of competition, but if you're confident in yourself. Yeah. you can make friends with the people you compete with mm -hmm. and you can support each other yeah. and I think it's the people that are insecure in themselves that 
aren't very nice to the other competitors or try and bring uh, others down yeah 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 because yeah. how many shows have you done now uh i think i've done six yeah right right and what was that process like for you because i think that's such a great way to look at it definitely you know as a community just thinking of bettering yourself um what was that process like for you to get into the mind state that you are in now uh so over time i think having the right kind of support and coaches has really helped me. I've had yeah. some really, really amazing role models. Um, and I've got some friends who are pros who I spend a lot of time with because they're, you know, they're on that next level. Yeah. And they've been doing it longer, they've got more maturity. So that's really helped me, having yeah. their input. And just like working on yourself and every prep is different and every prep is harder but every prep teaches you something new and if you take it as an opportunity to grow then you come out of it each time better yeah 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 it's more of that curious mindset and perspective rather than i'm here to beat everyone kind of yeah, mindset yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I, I completely relate to that not in terms of bodybuilding but other areas of what we i feel i need to compete with myself and yeah like, and if you you go into it uh you go into it wanting to be better than you were last time. You go into it competing with yourself. Yeah, At the yeah. end, you feel satisfied and you feel mm. proud of yourself. Mm. Whereas if you go into it wanting to win or beat other people, <laughs> you know, th there's a chance that you'll win and that, that feels great. But if you don't, then you feel like you haven't achieved and yeah. you've wasted all that time. Yeah, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when it could come down to very minor things. Like I know I've seen like, when they show the top three or the top five and I'm like to me they all look the exact same so I'm like how you know you've placed fourth but she's won when like to me I'm like the difference I see is that she's blonde she's brunette or whatever like it can be very small things so like you said I think as long as you're comparing and think like I'm better than I was last season versus yeah yeah exactly better than and it's, it's subjective you know it yeah, comes yeah. down to who shows up on the day it comes down to how you look compared to the other girls uh, as opposed to uh, whether you know you look the best or not, it, yeah. it, I mean, it, it is about that. But uh, everyone gets a turn, or every, you know, it's everyone. Mm. Everyone gets their time, and yeah. sometimes it's not mm. your time. And mm. one day it will be your time. Mm. Uh, so you just have to, yeah, keep working, keep believing in yourself, uh, and just keep growing. Yeah. 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 What would your advice be for someone who's you know just started bodybuilding, bikini bodybuilding? or you know, who's thinking about starting it, what would your advice be to them? I think get, get a really good coach. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. Get someone uh, that understands you and that understands health as well as bodybuilding. Yeah. Uh, and just stay in your own lane and yeah. focus on you and don't worry about anything else. Yeah, and what is, what is the measure of success for? What, what does a good coach look like? Or like what should I look for? Uh, someone who communicates well, someone who has um, both their own experience but also knowledge. Mm. So I think uh, they have to have competed and done well themselves. They have to have studied something. Yeah. Uh, someone who gets to understand your body on a kind of holistic level, not just at kind of face value. Yeah. Uh, and someone that you have a good relationship with, someone mm. you can communicate with and be honest with. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Do you um, feel that bodybuilding has been like a big part of your like just development as a person like or has there been any other like events or things over the years that have 
Yeah, it definitely has. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have the confidence in myself that I have now if mm. I hadn't done bodybuilding. Uh, and I wouldn't have a lot of the friendships that I have, yeah. and I wouldn't have a lot of the understanding of my own body and my own health yeah. that yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah, definitely. For me, bodybuilding, that regimental process through like calorie counting and macro counting, for that two, three years that I did it, has given me the power to be intuitive now and p- to be able to go to a cafe and be like, oh yeah, I see protein, carbs and fats here. Mm-hmm. And I know what like 80 grams of protein looks like, what 100 grams of protein looks like, yeah. you know? And I, I know when I'm hungry and when I'm bored. Yeah. yeah, you know, I know what my body needs and what my body likes in terms of training. Um, the foundations are there. Yeah. And that, that is definitely a great jewel that I got out of that process. And you only get that through experience. A hundred percent. Yeah, you can't 100%. read about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and with your competing and then working as a PT and like trying to get your own training and everything, you must be a busy gal. How do you, like what's your usually weekly routine and how do you kind of schedule yourself to get everything you need to get done? And Yeah, so when... Uh, when prep is on, things are obviously busier and a bit more stressful. Mm. Uh, and what I do is I schedule everything, I plan everything in advance, I plan yeah. my weeks in advance, I use my calendar app, um, yeah. that's like my Bible. Uh, and I just make sure that if it's a priority, it's going to get done. Yeah. And if it's not a priority, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't need to be thought about. Yeah. Do you ever have to, with prep, with like doing training and stuff, do you ever have to sort of cut back on like the amount of clients you see, or do you sort of still manage to? I, I definitely don't take on as many new clients mm. when yeah. I'm prepping, and the closer to a show I get, uh, the more kind of sleep and rest I need. Yeah. Sometimes I have to cancel things, but yeah. Yeah, all of the clients that I have are pretty understanding, which is really cool. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm really focusing on my business, so I'm taking on new clients, I'm expanding kind of. Yeah. And then I know that when prep time comes, the focus comes off. I still keep uh, working really hard for the clients that I currently have, yeah. but I yeah. try not to open up to anyone else. Yeah. 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 And how do you approach that process? Because um, I'm sh- do you have many bodybuilding clients or are they just gen pop people? No, I, yeah. Yeah, I just train um, gen pop clients. I, I would like to, in the future, maybe train people yeah. uh, that want to compete. But right now, yeah, I love my just like gen pop, gen health. Yeah. yeah. So how do you approach that, uh, you know, the process of coming from bodybuilding and training gen pop clients? What's that process like? So with... Uh, The clients that I have, I have a mix of kind of like a holistic and a quantitative approach. So we focus on gut health, on sleep, on hormones, on like their psychosocial world. Mm. But we also focus on numbers and weights and sets and quantities. Mm. Uh, And I think that you need a both, a, a balance of both to get consistency and to get enjoyment and to get success within the gym. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. it can't it can't be as rigid as my training or lifestyle yeah. is, yeah. but it also can't be as far the other way yeah. that it's a bit kind of airy-fairy and nothing gets done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think for me, when I first ever started, still in that bodybuilding realm, I came into PT, I was like, why isn't anyone wanting to train six times a week for the weights, you know, doing chest, arms and legs? And I found that the hard way, because I thought I was coming into personal training, going to be training only bodybuilders or yeah. athletes, you know? Yeah. And then coming into Lesbian with Britama, it was a hard realisation, it's like, oh, no one wants that. No. You know, it's a niche, niche, and, niche market. And no one wants yeah. that from you because <laughs> yeah. you're not experienced enough. Yeah, right? exactly. And I'm not being rude, but like, yeah. same with me. You're right, right. Yeah. 
if you're going to be a bodybuilder, you want a coach that's been doing it for a long time. Exactly. And when you're starting out PT, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you start mm. training corporates. Yeah. Uh, and it can't just be all chicken breast and six times a week and fasted cardio. Yeah. But it also can't be too holistic in the sense that there's no set time frames or deadlines mm. or numbers. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You've got, got to have body. measures of success. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, how do you, have you ever sort of experienced burnt out, like burnout then with like when you've either had comp on and busy and too much going on or do you sort of feel you maintain steady? I've, yeah, I've energy. definitely experienced burnout and often it comes after prep, so like in the reverse okay. dieting phase, after you've gone really hard, then yeah. your body can just kind of um, say enough's enough. Yeah. Uh, and to combat that, I kind of... Um, I make sure that I'm super particular about my sleep, about my nutrition, about who I give my energy to, yeah. uh, and also now, recently, about how much caffeine I consume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because too much caffeine makes me more stressed, makes me more overwhelmed, makes me less present. Yeah. 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 What are your sources of energy? Uh, food. Yeah. Yeah, nutritious yeah. food, the right, nice. the right food, yeah. uh, and enough sleep. Yeah. yeah. So I go to bed 8.30 p.m. every night in order to have eight hours sleep before I wake up. 100%. I think it's so underrated, but I think people are starting to pick up now. Like, yeah. Yeah. once I start prioritizing my sleep, like, if I lose an hour of sleep, so let's say I go down to seven, because mm. for me, prime is eight. Mm. The next 16 hours awake is fucking bomb. But if I lose that one hour, yeah. On my list, I'm on my phone, or I do an extra hour of work. The next 16 hours of waking is average or below. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Mm. One extra hour up yeah. compared that uh, influences 16 hours awake. Yeah. My productivity, my presence, my the way I communicate with people, it takes a big fall. It's and just you, not worth it. Usually, that extra hour isn't productive, right? 100. Yeah, at it's night, just scrolling, you're just scrolling or, or yeah. watching a movie or yeah. 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 I feel that. Um, yeah. what, what routines do you have to help get you that eight hours of sleep? Uh, so everything is done by kind of 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, I actually eat quite early so that it's digested and it's not like full in my tummy before going to sleep. I take magnesium before bed and then uh, 8 or 8.30 p.m. boom, lights out, TV off, falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. I've started to stop working i thought i could stop working an hour before i needed to be actually knocked out yeah nah because then even, <laughs> even at that time yeah my brain still stimulated i'm still thinking about what i was doing before so now it's got to be two hours mm. beforehand and that's hard it's hard to stick to that sometimes yeah because i'm like Fuck, you know just one little more email or yeah. one more one more little block to add but i get and then i tell myself future marwin when he wakes up he's gonna yeah. regret that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Do you have any other like non-negotiables, like sort of morning rituals or certain habits that you like? Boom. Yeah. So uh, my non-negotiables are meal prepping three times a week, every single week. Yeah. Uh, journaling twice a week. Mm. Uh, moving daily, whether that's a walk or cardio or training. I don't train yeah. every day, but yeah. definitely some kind of like Movement. activity. Yeah. Uh, daily alone time and that early, early bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, I'm a big fan of journaling. I fucking love journaling. What, what, what does it do for you? What, what's what's so, that process for you? Yeah, I journal uh, sometimes about how the day's gone, sometimes about what my um, plans for the week are. Sometimes on Sundays I like 
sit down and kind of plan my goals out for the week. Uh, sometimes it's about my feelings, sometimes it's just about things that I want to do, because I mm -hmm. think, when you think about it, it's cool, but then when you write it down and you see it, it makes it so much more real. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah, it's kind of yes. a mix of everything. Yeah, and but it's objective. It's yeah. now like, yeah, it's so detaching from it. And, and it's simplified there, like boom, 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 this yeah. is what's going to happen. Do you ever read back on like your old journals from like maybe a year ago? Or yeah, two years sometimes. Ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what is that like for you? Because sometimes when I read, when I read back on like six to twelve months ago, I'm like, fuck, you were thinking that? When I read back on like three years ago, I'm like, oh, sometimes I'm like, cringe, you know? <laughs> well, the, the things that I thought were such a big deal weren't, weren't mm. a big deal, yeah. you know? It really puts things into perspective for me. But it's cool to see that growth, right? 100%. Looking back on that kind of thing shows yeah. you, wow, I've actually come a really long way. And so yeah. it can be quite a, like a positive thing. 100%. To remind yourself where you've come from. Yeah. Yeah, and I think journaling is so important because it provides you with data on who you are. Yeah. On the things that like that your energy, um, went towards you know yeah. so you can some uh, you can compartmentalize like what's good for me what's not good for me yeah. so then you know, I can be conscious yeah. of where my intentions are gonna go yeah and know? it's refining that process and like looking at the tools that you're using and looking at the tools yes. that you don't need to use yeah. and what you kind of need to start picking up and, yeah, yeah 100% yeah, I've um, got one more question unless you've got any more questions yeah. would be any recommendations for our listeners on how to better themselves, whether that be physically or mentally, Ooh, emotionally, some last bits of advice. spiritually. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, it's important to remember that like health and self-development is constantly an ev a constantly evolving journey mm. and you never get to a point where you're like done and you yeah. don't need to focus on it anymore. Mm -hmm. mm. So I think it's important to rem uh, remember that and therefore not be too hard on yourself and appreciate where you've grown from, so where you started and where you're at now, yeah. as opposed to looking at kind of where you want to be. Uh, and I, I, I think that we don't reflect enough on that growth and that I think we fixate too much on that kind of end goal. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, just reminding yourself it's never going to be over, like health and self-improvement never finish, mm. they're just constantly growing. Mm. Uh, and also to kind of just take more action and stop procrastinating, stop overthinking it, stop spending time worrying about it and just try. Just yeah. do it. And if it doesn't work, just do something else. Yeah. Try something else. Yeah. 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 I don't well, think we take enough just action. Yeah. Feels, feels. Yeah, My takeouts for today, there were so many. Thank you so much for all of that. My takeouts for today. Um, again, I just love journaling and just hearing someone also journal and just hear that process for them. Um, yeah, it makes me want to keep keep doing it cool. and keep sharing that, um, and also to fall in love with the process. Yeah, and it's important to have an outcome there, but focus more on the process so you don't get lost and you don't get lost in comparing yourself to everyone else. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, sorry, I was just saying. Yeah, that's my takeout. Like, like you said, balance and having, and in order to have that balance, is to have clear goals and clear focuses and be structured and planned and organised so that you're like, this is what I'm focusing on, and in order to keep your cup full and keep your energy yeah. steady yeah. yeah and you because it's very easy to just kind of drift and not know what you're working towards mm. Mm. but Marwan's totally right ha like have that goal but love how you're getting there because yeah. how you're getting there is most of your life yeah. the goal is one day one hour yeah you know it's short it's yeah. short-lived and if you don't appreciate how you're getting there then you don't actually enjoy it yeah yeah 
Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much That's for no you know Thanks giving us your time and knowledge. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are going to benefit from this, and I'm sure like your clients are going to love hearing from you too. Yeah, in a different setting. Yeah. Um, and everyone else that needs to hear it too. Um, so yeah, thank cool. you. No worries. That's vibe. Yeah. Uh, that's a vibe. It's a vibe.